Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 158. John and Wendy, welcome back, Raphael Crawford Marks. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you today, John? Wendy, I am well, and it is all about our great friends at Bonus League yes. and Employee Appreciation Day Woo-hoo. on this episode. This episode will have come out right as we had tremendous chat with Bonusly and all of our pals globally talking about what we're doing to recognize employees. Super excited to have Raphael back to talk about just what he's been up to. It's hard to believe it's been about a year since he's been with us. Yeah, Time flies. Time flies. And it has been a lot of changes for all of us and want to talk more about particularly uh, with Bonusly and and what they're seeing with recognition also. Let's just get to it. Yeah, we're going to jump right in. So Raphael, so excited to have you here. But we always start every podcast the same way. And what's in your glass today? Well, it is a Friday afternoon. We just finished our end of month all hands meeting. So things are winding down. This is, uh, I think, my my last meeting uh, before going into the weekend. So I have a rye old fashioned. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. That is about as on brand as we can get at social hour anymore. I, I, <laughs> while I appreciate all the water, I'm gl- I appreciate yeah. you not saying water, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, Raphael, it is. It's incredibly hard to believe it's been a year or so since we spoke to you last. Many of our listeners may have heard that initial episode that we had with you. For those that didn't, or maybe they don't remember, because it's been a it's been a long time and a lot's been going on. Talk a little bit about you, your background. What's the story with Bonusly, and how did you start the company? I, I'm the founder and CEO of Bonusly. My background prior to Bonusly was as a software engineer. I worked for the better part of two decades, uh, primarily at early stage startups. I always really liked building products uh, from scratch and getting them into users' hands and seeing them make a difference. You know, I started Bonusly because I really believed in a truth that I didn't think companies had really fully bought into, and I thought they would have to. And that truth is that people are the primary driver of business success. And so back when I started working on Bonusly, uh, you know, companies had sort of only half learned that lesson. They were paying a lot to get employees in the door with salaries, perks, recruiting, but they hadn't really changed the way that they worked with their employees post-hire. They were still running very much like a 20th century company in the 21st century. And I thought that would have to change. And I thought software could be a great enabler of this move to a more humanistic, more employee-centric constellation of practices um, that would better unlock the potential of employees and teams. So that's sort of what drove me to do it. And, uh, you know, we say it bonusly, what we do is we make products that help people connect with their work and with each other in meaningful ways. Uh, So we started off with peer-to-peer recognition, expanded in to other areas of recognition, and we keep expanding further and further to cater to more and more of the employee experience. So as John mentioned, it's been a while since we've talked to you. And when we talked to you, that was all Um, Mm pre-COVID. PC, maybe that's what we'll start calling it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tell us how onset of the pandemic, how you guys and how you've been affected um, and how you've had to pivot. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that a, a year ago our offices were still open and all of that. I think in a week or two will be the one year anniversary of Bonusly closing its offices. Our experience of the pandemic and the shutdowns sort of had two phases to it, and and maybe we're going into a third phase now. Uh, the first phase was when those initial lockdowns happened. It was just a shock to the market. Sort of everyone froze. Buyers just froze. Companies froze. Everyone just just stopped what they were doing to try to figure out what this meant for their business.、Uh, so we did see a big slowdown in new customers in in pipeline at that time. Except interestingly, in one area, all of our content that had to do with remote work saw like a fifteen hundred percent increase in traffic in those first couple months. Then I think after those first couple months, after about March April. We started to see demand return, but only from the industries that were still doing business. Yeah, you know, we we sell across industry verticals, and so we did see a big drop off from our hospitality, tourism, food service industries, travel, because you know they to this day have been you know decimated by by the pandemic. But we saw a huge demand from all of the other. Sectors that were still doing business, so manufacturing, tech-based companies, all of those that were now trying to figure out how to manage their teams in this new normal, were doing Google searches and finding Bonusly and coming and talking to us about how we could help. So that was sort of the second phase: is this resumed demand and working with companies in this sort of new reality we've been in since then. And Rafael, what about for you as an organization? You have your product. You you have a lot of content created, particularly when it came to remote. What was it like for you then to see? To, you know, as you said, you literally shut the doors of the office. What was that like? Again, none of us have ever gone through this. Like you said, we all hit pause. We're trying to figure it out. What was it like for you personally to say, "I'm shutting the doors, and we've got to move to this model that maybe maybe you weren't quite ready. Were you ready for it?" Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think luckily for us, we were probably more ready than the. Average company、uh, because we we had very flexible work arrangements.、Uh, our employees were allowed to work from home pretty much as much as they wanted to pre pandemic. So we had the capabilities to, you know, have meetings over Zoom and and all of that already. We had、uh, we were also somewhat distributed. We have most of our employees in the the Denver Boulder area where our headquarters are, but we did have satellite offices in New York and Seattle. So we were accustomed to trying to get. Employees together over long distances over you know、uh, video chat primarily. But for for me personally, I was just trying to take it a day at a time. I remember thinking early in pandemic, I never expected as a CEO to have to try to become some sort of amateur expert in epidemiology to figure <laughs> out how to run my company. And and it really was like that. For you know, you're just scrounging through all these different data sources, trying to figure out. Actually, before we closed the office, you know, starting sort of at this point or early March, every day I was looking at these numbers, trying to think: Do I pull the trigger on closing the office, or don't I? Like, you know, and it was it was such a new experience. So I think a lot of people went through that of just like this is a completely unprecedented situation, and just try to gather as much information as possible to try to make at least somewhat informed decisions about what to do with people having to make changes because of. What's going on? What changes have you and Bonusly seen when it's come to employee recognition with your customers, potential customers, since we spoke last? 
how have things changed if they've changed and, and any surprises or things that you were absolutely stunned have come to pass? Yeah, I think I think I can kind of bucket that into two categories. One is um, sort of the changes in what we're hearing from companies that that want to adopt Bonusly, uh, and then also what we've seen uh, in terms of changes in the way of employees using Bonusly, because there have been significant changes for for both of those from companies that are coming to us and with interest in in using Bonusly. The interest in, is very much in trying to facilitate team connection take care of employee mental health and well-being, to foster communication and collaboration when everyone is remote, and, and to get more insights into sort of who's working on what and with whom, since managers can't be in the office to really sort of see that organically. Uh, so that's a lot of what we're hearing from companies about why they want to adopt Bonusly. And then we did a big study just using our own usage data uh, for 2020, and a few really interesting things popped out. One is that throughout the entire year of 2020, 87% of our users gave or received recognition every single month in 2020 or every single month that they were enrolled in Bonusly. And so that was extremely high and sustained participation. Now we, we generally get pretty high participation, so it wasn't that much higher than usual, but it was sort of a, a notable increase. What was even more interesting is we saw a huge spike in the number of sort of add-on comments to recognition posts. So it was essentially a, a 50% increase. You know, when I recognize John, say, thank you for helping me with this project, there was a 50% increase in instances of, say, Wendy commenting on that post and saying, way to go, John, and adding on a, a, some additional recognition. Uh, so that was really interesting. And one hypothesis we have there is that Without the office providing any organic opportunities for giving informal recognition and having informal connection to your colleagues, there's a real craving for that connection. And being able to add on is, is sort of one small outlet for that unmet need uh, now that we're all remote. And then the other thing we saw, which was really dramatic, is we saw a 450% increase in donations of recognition earnings. So on Bonusly, as employees receive recognition, they save up these earnings that they can redeem for different rewards. And uh, in 2020, over half a million dollars were donated by our users to a variety of nonprofit causes. And that was a 450% increase over the prior year. That is so cool. So did you guys see like a difference? Did, did you see like more people just donating as opposed to converting their points to other stuff? Yeah. So uh, his, historically, the rate of donations as a percentage of overall spend on rewards was about one and a half percent. And that went up to, uh, I think, almost five and a half percent for 2020. Yeah, so it was a very significant increase. Do you think that's going to continue? Do you hope it continues? I, cer- <laughs> I, I certainly hope so. You know, we, we've invested a lot. Obviously, you know, 2020, it, it wasn't just COVID. There were multiple crises that we as a country and the world faced. And we tried to really invest in expanding our catalog of donation options so our users could feel like they had an outlet through Bonusly to sort of take some sort of meaningful action towards these different crises. You know, we will continue to do that uh, and expand our, our donation options so that our users can continue to do that. 
That's really cool. I think it helps helps you feel like you're actually doing something when you can can do that. So I love that you guys have that option. Can you maybe speak to Raphael a bit about those nonprofits or those partners that you have? How does that process work? It really varies. Uh, so you know, we have just to to take a step back. We have a global rewards catalog that has a wide variety of rewards, from digital gift cards to experiences to you know travel, which obviously no one was doing in 2020, <laughs> um, to donations. And we build that catalog up in a variety of ways. We partner with directly with brands and with nonprofits. We also partner with reward aggregators who collect uh, essentially a catalog of of reward content that we can then provide to our customers. So it's kind of an all of the above strategy for us. What we realized a couple of years ago is the donation options we get from those aggregator partners we have are, are a good start, but we really wanted to do more and provide more options to our users that were also, that were more timely and responsive to the moment of whatever was going on in the world. And so we've established a pretty streamlined practice of when something happens, you know, we have a very vocal and empowered employee base at Bonusly who will raise their hand and say, hey, I think we should add X or Y donation. And then we have a pretty streamlined process for evaluating that, reaching out to the nonprofit partner and and, and setting, you know, setting up a, a partnership, which is pretty simple because most I mean, nonprofits really want to be able to accept donations. They usually make that fairly easy. So it's usually not a very difficult process. You mentioned your employee base being vocal. It's exciting to see that your employee base is growing. You had a successful round of funding last summer. With everything going on, still, you have customer base that's growing. And and it's great to see the organization continuing to grow. Can you talk a bit, Raphael, about some of maybe some of the offerings or upgrades? What do you have coming down the pipeline for Bonusly with this growth? We have sort of a three-part product strategy. Uh, the first part is is win the employee. So with all of our products, our first goal is to offer something to your employees that they will love to use and form really positive habits around using. Uh, and, and by garnering those really high usage rates, that generates data that we can use to inform the organization sort of at every level, sort of at the individual, the manager and the the leadership levels. And that is the area of focus for us right now. So we've already launched uh, some additional analytics and data tools. We've also launched to expand on the, the reward catalog. We're also launching some great expansions to our recognition suite. And then the next step after that is to create proactive action. So what you're going to see from Bonusly over the coming year is not just enabling our customers to sort of download reports and download data, but Bonusly will actually intelligently look at that data and make recommendations of actions that the organization can take at different levels to make employees' lives better. And then that sort of completes that virtuous cycle of employees participating in this product and then the product eventually, based on that usage data, spitting out proactive actions the organization can take to make employees' lives better. And that just further wins the employee and keeps them participating and the, the virtuous cycle continues. That's a little bit generic because we have some more specific announcements coming just next quarter. Uh, so I don't want to get ahead of our, our team that's planning the rollout of those. But uh, but that's what you can expect to see throughout the rest of this year. Very it's great awesome. to hear. It's really great to hear. Very awesome. Uh, well, Raphael, tomorrow is Employee Appreciation Day. 
What would you recommend to business owners or leaders that might not be using Bonusly yet to do to celebrate their employees? So I, I sort of have a little bit of an ambivalent relationship with Employee Appreciation Day. So I actually really love it. I really love what we do for Employee Appreciation Day at Bonusly. But I also always just want to mention like Employee Appreciation Day should be every day. And <laughs> let's make sure that we're, you know, employee recognition is something that is timely and frequent and inclusive of all of your employees 365 days a year. That said, I think Employee Appreciation Day is a great day to do something that really makes your employees feel special. So it's less of you know a, a recognition of a specific win or accomplishment, but really a time to, to very intentionally and explicitly do things through words and especially through actions uh, where their leadership and the company expresses how special employees are to the organization. And so you know, we, we have a, a post up right now uh, that has a ton of really great uh, ideas of things that companies can do, both that don't cost any money and, and some that do, uh, that work with remote teams as well as in-person in teams. And so that's up on our blog, uh, Creative Ideas for Employee Appreciation Day. I also don't want to say too much because it is a surprise, but I'm very excited for what we're doing for, uh, for <laughs> our own employees for Employee Appreciation Day. No hints, huh? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think that the team that I'm working with for Employee Appreciation Day would be a little bit bummed if I let the cat out of the bag, really. Um, but, but, you know, just, just to speak, you know, maybe give some examples, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money if it's something that's sort of creating an experience. And, and this is especially important to do if you're remote, creating a shared experience among employees where they feel special and almost feel like they can let off some steam and do something fun and take some weight off. This wasn't for Employee Appreciation Day, but it's something that you could do a version of for Employee Appreciation Day. Our, we did a, a, a holiday party uh, for Bonusly, and it was all remote because we couldn't get together. We did a, a, a mixology class. Everyone learned how to make a, a cocktail. Uh, we did a cooking class. So we had shipped all these ingredients to everyone ahead of time. Uh, and then we had a, a musician give a live concert and even take requests and you even got had people, you know, singing along and, and things like that with the you know, during the concert part. So finding ways to create some sort of shared experience that can even be a little bit of a, an escape from, you know, the stressful times that we're in right now, I think is is really valuable. Raphael, you stole my thunder. I was going to ask you what you were going to do for your employees tomorrow. I know they're going to be listening to the show. I can understand not necessarily wanting to share with them beforehand. As we start looking at people returning to the office in many situations and trying to get back to, I don't think we're ever going to be where we were before, but getting to some place, where do you see employee recognition going? You're in growth mode yourself, your customer base is growing and the the suite of options is continuing to grow. What do you see? You know, we, all, we love having people on to talk about their crystal ball. What do you see for the next bit of time as the workforce continues to readjust from this last year? I hesitate to make any predictions at all because of just how, <laughs> how wrong I would have been if I had made predictions a year ago. It, it does seem that uh, one of the consequences of all of this, there will be some sort of permanent shift, not total, but, but there will be more companies that do more remote and flexible work than there would have been had the pandemic never occurred. You know, I think in terms of, of recognition, that will have a lot of implications for how important recognition is and how it is used at organizations. In particular, the model of recognition 
that that we espouse, which we call effective recognition, is recognition that that has certain characteristics. It's timely. It's frequent. It's specific. It's inclusive of all employees. It's uh, aligned with company core values. That type of recognition will become all the more important when informal social interactions in a physical workspace are less common or not happening at all. Uh, You need to have ways to replace those with similar connections and positive interactions in the virtual space. And and recognition is, I think, going to be one of the key ways of, of doing that. Raphael, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, our half-hour question connection. And because you've been on before, we are doing an abbreviated version today just to get you caught up. What career did you dream of having when you were a child? I have two answers for this because it changed when I was a little (laughs) kid. I wanted to be a major league baseball player. Okay. Um, By the time I was approaching adolescence, I was a pretty confirmed computer nerd. And so I wanted to be a programmer (laughs) on the Mars missions, which, you know, given Perseverance's recent landing, I think, you know, had I done that, that would have been, that would have been pretty cool, actually. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The footage from that has just been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Loved it. Raphael, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Yeah, I'm going to recommend everyone follow Madison Butler, also goes by the blue-haired unicorn on LinkedIn. Uh, I think she's just a really exciting and interesting and, and essential voice uh, that, that all HR practitioners should be listening to. How do you maintain balance? This is this is hard. And I mean, I, I, my, first, my first thought of answering this question was just to say I, I don't. <laughs> but actually, you know, what's really true is I go through cycles like probably everyone does of having better balance or, or being more imbalanced. You know, I, I find that always the through line when I look back through my life, the, the through line of that is um, the key to achieving balance for me is is sleep and exercise. Right now, actually, I'm sure it won't last, but I am in a good a pretty good place in terms of having a habit of waking up early before the kids get up to exercise and going to bed early to get plenty of sleep. And it it's made a big difference, though. I'm sure I'll go through many more cycles of balance and imbalance throughout my life. Raphael, what's a hobby or a thing that you really like to do that may surprise people? Uh, I raise chickens. And this is something new since the last time we spoke. Uh, wow. <laughs> I call it sort of my, my pandemic hobby. Um <laughs> I, I, I built a chicken coop uh, in my backyard and uh, got a, a bunch of chicks just under a year ago. So it's shortly, shortly uh, after we spoke. I've really enjoyed it. I love eggs of all forms, eggs and baking, scrambled eggs, fried eggs. So um, our family gets lots of eggs now. Is it a fairly standard coop? Yeah, I went online and, and just found a, a website that provides... Uh, relatively idiot-proof plans because that's what I needed uh, for for building a chicken coop. That that was my level of, of build, I did building nice. a chicken coop. The reason I have to ask, and I'll try to find some pictures and send them to you. I went to graduate school at the University of Kansas, and while I am not from there, the those that are are diehard Jayhawk fans, particularly the basketball team. One of my friends built a two-scale Allen Fieldhouse chicken coop. <laughs> And it has it has the signage, scoreboards. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But it instead of you know instead of a standard coop, it is a miniature Allen Fieldhouse. Wow! Uh, go Hawks! Wow. It, it was <laughs> yeah. 
absolutely that is, hilarious. That is impressive and way beyond me. <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna find the pictures and send because it it just cracked me up the first time. We we see a lot of chicken raising here in Richmond. I, I've not seen anything, anybody else with anything like that before. That's very cool. Wow. All right. Well, Raphael, finally, we are John and I are starting to outsource some of our work, <laughs> and we would like to know what you want to know from our next guest. So, if you could ask our next guest. Any question, what would it be? I love this question, even though you are using my labor for free. Um, (laughs) And uh, my question would be, what is an emerging trend or area of research in HR that really excites you? I might follow up that it can't be remote work, at least not, not that broad of a topic, but it, but you know, if it's some consequence of that, that's great. But I'm really interested in, the research that's going on with respect to HR and academia in terms of organizational psychology and things like that. I feel like there's a lot of really interesting work being done there. And I would love to hear some of your guests talk about what's exciting them in terms of new practices or new areas of research. Very cool. That will definitely be in the mix. And yeah. we're always glad we don't have to answer that question, but I wouldn't have said remote <laughs> work because I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired, you know, I think a year in we're, we're dealing with it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as new anymore. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, Raphael, again, it's been tremendous to be able to catch up with you. And we so much appreciate the partnership we have with Bonusly and with you and with Ben and, and your team. And we can't thank you enough for, for being part of our community. I know most of our listeners are probably following you already or connected, but if they are not, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Yeah, well, the uh, best way is, is actually through Bonusly, which they can find on all of the social networks as as Bonusly. Uh, I'm personally Raphael CM on Twitter, and they can find me on LinkedIn as well as Raphael CM. I'd love hearing from HR practitioners and HR geeks uh, all over the world. So uh, feel free to get in touch. We will have that in the show notes. And Wendy, how about you? Best way for listeners to find you out there. Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily D's and dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen and share. One thing I will say is in the show notes for this particular episode, we're going to have a link to bonusly for a demo opportunity. So those of you that are looking at platforms, strongly recommend that you check that out and, and you'll be able to access it from the from the show notes there. International listeners, you know the story. We want to talk to you. Let's talk about employee recognition overseas and what that's like. Because Wendy, I don't know about you, Raphael, you, you've probably got quite a bit of intelligence on it. We don't. And, and we always like to learn more. So international people, you know how to find us. Let's talk. Raphael, again, really appreciate your time. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. Network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.